0: Attention, Patriots. This is the Chris Hall Show.
1: Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's
0: ridiculous. It's unconscious. It's out of control.
1: You think this is over? This isn't over. Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Hall Daily Journal. Chris Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am here with my husband and co host, JC Hall, and uh, this is a beautiful. Tuesday, is it not Tuesday? This is the second day of this week's Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, and we are having a great time in the great state of Texas. We just finished the Lone Star Republic. The Lone Star Republic. Just finished teaching at a great uh, Rotary Club where we taught on the history of the Constitution great conversation with a Texan who was a school teacher, a history teacher, not in Texas, by the way, in another state. And he was actually um, well, you can say fired. Driven out. Driven out of teaching because he was teaching the truth about slavery in America. I mean, the whole history story about black slave owners and black uh, the the black merchants that were selling slaves and, and the whole rounded out history, and he says that he was called into the s- the superintendent's office and told you got to stop teaching this. Not uh, PC. He, his response was, "Are you kidding me? This is this is history. You you taught me. Told me to teach history. You told me to teach this history. This is the entire history. Why am not teaching lies? I am teaching truth. And they said you can't teach." that. And so he he was get, he 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 made the decision well I'm certainly not going to be a teacher and then teach lies. So he left to go teach somewhere else. Seriously. You wonder and and we wonder why our children grow up in these this indoctrination, mm-hmm. right? Because you have school districts superintendents who are are pro are literally telling teachers you can't teach this and not every teacher will have the integrity of this teacher right to say you know what i can find a job somewhere else yeah or maybe i don't i we've talked to teachers who said i've just decided i can't teach anymore right i can't teach if they want me to teach lies yep So that's what we endeavor to do here. We endeavor to bring you the whole truth so that you can bring and supplement and correct what the young people in your lives are being taught. And we taught, I taught the history of the Constitution, the the five liberty charters that made the Constitution to a room full of people. Fast. Fast. <laughs> well, it was a luncheon meeting at the Rotary Club. I did it in thirty-two minutes. People are like Shh, Chrisanne, don't tell them that. <laughs> I'll be made. It's
0: like a seventy-minute class. It is. It is 30, a seventy-minute class. Thirty minutes.
1: So it was. Uh, it was really not even just the class. It was just an introduction. You know, summary th- version. Summary version. And Janet, my assistant, was there with us, and she said, "You know, it was a really good." Uh, introduction to what we don't know and and that's you know i think that's what's important first we have to realize there are some things we don't know and th- those things that we don't know are very important it's yeah. important to know where our where our constitution come from comes from so we can rescue generations of young people who think that the constitution is irrelevant I mean, the whole point of the Constitutions, of the history of the Constitution class that I teach is to show us that the Constitution is just as relevant today as it was when it was written. And everybody comes away from that. Even in the, in the, the turbo Constitution class, people walked away thinking, wow, that's pretty amazing. You know, a lot of times I get, uh, we're scouring the news, and it becomes tedious because it's the same stories over and over and over again. And uh, so I get a lot of suggestions from people on Facebook, and a lot of my suggestions come from social media questions. And I'm getting the social media question a lot about um, Nancy Pelosi's trip and uh, Donald Trump pulling Air Force One away from her. That was classic. The pr- I know that was, that was really classic. And, uh, and the purpose of Nancy Pelosi going on foreign uh, relations trips. And the question is, is that constitutional? And the answer is no, absolutely not. That's the whole reason we have the office of the president. Yeah. The whole purpose for the office of the president is so that the president then engages in negotiations on behalf of the states uh, to create treaties.
0: Yeah, these guys, Nancy Pelosi and and others like her, they they have no business overseas no, on behalf not, of the United States. No,
1: they have no business spending taxpayer dollars to go overseas. Right. For negotiate. That's not your job, Nancy Pelosi. It is not your job t- as and here's the thing. That's just
0: not your job. You're not authorized.
1: You're not authorized. Which here's, means
0: you're prohibited.
1: Right. So the House of Representatives is not involved in a treaty process. Right? Because the treaty process...
0: Yeah, zero at all, from start to finish.
1: Zero from start to finish. The House has no, no responsibility in a treaty whatsoever. You could maybe say Feinstein would have an excuse to go overseas.
0: And that would be a stretch.
1: And that would be a stretch.
0: But that's simply by token of she's in the Senate and the Senate... In the Senate. Votes to confirm these treaties.
1: Right. So the Senate votes to confirm these treaties.
0: But Nancy Pelosi, you can't even stretch it to come up with an excuse of why she should be overseas engaging with foreign governments.
1: There is no, there is absolutely no justification for any member of the House of Representatives to engage in foreign affairs.
0: What about this notion of how does Puerto Rico and, you know, someplace like that, how would that fit in? As territories or whatever they call them, well, the, is that a yeah, Puerto Rico is arms? a
1: territory, but still, I, I would say that that might be a little bit different, Puerto Rico, um, because she's the Speaker of the House, and Puerto Rico would technically be subject to uh, legislative uh, law, subject to federal laws. See, here is the thing. The House can create laws for territories that they cannot create for the states. Mm -hmm. So the territories are very literally in the same boat as Washington, D.C. Right. So a territory doesn't have uh, sovereignty. The territory does not have autonomy. Mm -hmm. Territory is, and that's why territories are very wrong.
0: I don't want to... Steer off into a bigger discussion, but being a perpetual territory, that strikes me as somehow
1: unconstitutional? Yeah. Uh, it is. It is. It, it, that it, that is something that was never anticipated. As a matter of fact, it was anticipated that the acquiring of territories would only be a temporary function until those territories could as soon as possible be admitted into the union. And if they were not to be admitted into the union, then they were to be released to be a separate country. We weren't supposed to be indefinitely holding on to and maintaining territories. Because that's it's like
0: hostage countries. That's
1: empire. <laughs> yeah, America's exactly. not. America was not designed to be an empire by the means of, of engaging in colonialism. Because in in the real sense of the word, word uh, Puerto Rico is a colony of America. Yeah. And that's not Samoa. We actually we actually became. The United States to separate from the colonial ideology, the colonial practices of Great Britain. We weren't supposed to be able to create a government to start that all over again.
0: But with this thing, these guys were what she was headed to Yemen or some kind of something like that.
1: Right. She's got no business there. None. None. Now, uh, in in the treaties are created by the president, according to Article two of the Constitution and ratified by the Senate
0: weren't the uh these guys I think were senators back in Obama weren't they kind of out of bounds when they when they went to Cuba remember those guys went to Cuba yes and they were essentially engaging in diplomacy with the Castro regime right wasn't it, i mean wouldn't that be yes. out of bounds
1: yes the logan act is what they call that right no it is out of bounds um because it's the job of the president to do negotiating and yeah. it is the uh, it is then the job of the senate to confirm or deny those negotiations
0: and usually the president the office of the president the executive works through the state department which right. is an executive agency which so th- executive that's his agency. arm mm-hmm. of getting this done right so it seems like It would be a you'd be violating separation Separation of of powers powers. for these senators to have gone down to Cuba Mm -hmm. and do what they did back under the Obama administration. So this and this strikes me as the same kind of thing with Nancy Pelosi and
1: these guys. But it's even more egregious because those were senators. Yeah. Right. So you can make some kind of a stretch for a senator to. To go to a foreign country... You'd at least
0: have a weak justification for a stretch. Right. You'd have a weak <laughs>
1: justification for a stretch. The weak justification... As opposed to no
0: justification.
1: Right. The weak justification for the stretch would be that they were going down to verify or confirm the conditions of the negotiations, not to actually engage in the negotiations. Yeah. Yeah. And so I find it quite—I, I, I, I again, was very amused at the fact that Donald Trump said that Nancy Pelosi could not use Air Force One. I think that's fantastic for two reasons. Number one, because she's got no business engaging in foreign negotiations, mm-hmm. right? And she's got no business uh, using the taxpayer dollars to go to Yemen because she's got no business there officially. And, and number
0: three this ain't your plan girl
1: <laughs> right exactly <laughs> and of Get your own plan. all of the abdication of authority that happens but from the congress to the office of the president this is this is just i i think it's just a beautiful display of of of, of authority from the president
0: Liberty's lobbyist, Chris Ann Hall, has now taken control.
1: Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. That's a really... Pleasant smile you have there on your face, <laughs> do you was, see? Uh, I was just wondering no, what's happening behind those was, windows of your eyes. Yeah. No, I was thinking
0: I, <laughs> it was nice. You said a beautiful display of authority by the president. And then I would add and done in a way that only Donald Trump <laughs> could do. I mean, that was classic, classic Trump.
1: As you know, you Lo- love him
0: or hate him. We've never had right. a president like him.
1: No. Uh, well, Jefferson was was quite bold like that and i I think think andrew jackson was on the you know in 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 as well but but trump
0: (laughs) has there's just something he has that takes it to (laughs) a next level you know he (laughs) he has that uh it's funny his his narcissism right either it sets people into a rage like you hate him (laughs) because of his narcissism or you or you love that aspect of him that He says what he means Mm -hmm. and and he's confident, you know, uh, that he's always a success and he's always on target. And so I think that that puts him on a footing personally (laughs) that he's going to do stuff like you've never seen a president do. So I thought that was great. Well, when we were how he slammed, how he body slammed. You know, Nancy Pelosi, yeah, figuratively right. So speaking.
1: when we were at break, we, we had up the Liberty First Gear ad. And as you know, you can watch us on YouTube. You watch the Chris Ann Hall show on YouTube and get to see all the background stuff that's going on and sort of like membership thing. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you didn't get to see JC do his little dance. And I just wanted to mention we had the Liberty First Gear uh, display up there during the break in Texas. Our fake news uh, t-shirt slash sweatshirt has been very popular. Yeah, I mean, we're going to meetings and people are wearing people are the wearing, fakes the mm. Jefferson Thomas Jefferson fake news yeah. T-shirt sweatshirt. You know, I think it's I, I find that very encouraging to see people using the wisdom of our founders as a as a T-shirt display. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and it, the
0: <laughs> the uh, organizer of the the uh, Ca- uh, Casa Linda. Is that was called? Casa Linda Casa Linda tea Linda party, mm-hmm. and when she she read the quote, and she said, uh, "The more things change, the more they stay the same." I mean, right. I thought that was right, right on target when you see mm-hmm. what Jefferson is saying back in the 1800s,
1: 1817. Same thing, yeah. You know,
0: so, and which is the point of it?
1: Yeah. So, go to chrisanhall.com. Click on the shop. And then you can see the you can click on the Liberty First Gear, you can find that we have lots of great t shirts and when mugs. we and I like the mugs. mugs. Yeah, the mugs are cool. Cut my phone covers. And so when we get back uh, home base, we're gonna be putting up a few more t shirts. I got a message from our Liberty Attic designer. He's gonna send you that so we can have the Liberty nice. Attic T that's shirts. Be a great lot to of that. people ask for that. Yeah,
0: that's gonna be great to get that out there.
1: That is really true.
0: That's my favorite.
1: So let us remember that Article Two, section uh, Article Two of the Constitution is where the President of the United States gets his authority. Uh, not anywhere else, but just Article Two. And Article 2 is where we understand what power is the president's and what power is not Nancy Pelosi. So when we finish up this section on Nancy Pelosi, uh, we, we read Article sec- Article 2, Section 2, Clause 2, and it says, yes.
0: Can I just... Can I just tweak what you said? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Tweak what I said. Article two is where his authority is defined.
1: Defined. He
0: gets his authority from From us. From the states. From the the people through their states.
1: From the people through their states. Very good, JC. Thank you very much for that. So the president's power is limited and defined through article two, but originates with the people through their states. Very good. Take back the narrative. So he shall have power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties, provided two-thirds of the senators present concur. Mm -hmm. Notice there's nothing in there about the House of Representatives. Right. Nothing in there about the House of Representatives. So remember, just as a little study lesson, if you ask, if this question comes out of your mouth... Is it constitutional? Um, Really, honestly, you shouldn't come to me first. Don't go to Mark Levin first. Don't go to Judge Napolitano first. Go to the Constitution first. That is your source. That's why JC and I are here. We want you to be able to independently do this. We're teaching you. So one day you can fly away and be constitutionalists all by yourself. You won't need us anymore. One day. My vision is America will be so constitutional. They won't need the Chris Ann Talk Hall. Radio podcast. will go out of business out of business. And of course, it won't go out of business because there will always be people who hate. Liberty and love servitude from every direction cry can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris and Hall. she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I guess this is an Article Two class here at the Chris Ann Hall Show today. Remember, we are a teach show, not a talk show. And so, uh, what we're gonna the the next thing we're gonna talk about today. Remember, we talked about Donald Trump taking the plane to Air Force One away from Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> who has, uh, I, I just like saying that, you know.
0: <laughs> Taking the plane away.
1: Taking the plane Daddy away. Daddy took from, the keys. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I, I posted when that first came up. Do you know that Diane Feinstein has, has racked up a liquor bill on Air Force One before of $110,000? <laughs> wow. That's what, yes, a liquor bill. That is one wow. trip. One liquor bill, $110,000 of your tax dollars. You
0: know, no no joking. Uh, I mean, all kid inside. She's always struck me as drunk anytime. I, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not trying to make a joke. I've well, always had that, that thought. Every time I hear her and see her, I think, this lady's stoned or drunk. She always strikes me as inebriated. Well, there's, so, there, there are, are those Maybe rumors
1: that always follow her around, yeah. you know. But it's not just that. They fly with all their families and these huge entourages. I mean, even if you can carve out some of the minutest excuse for Nancy Pelosi to go to Yemen, she can't go to Yemen with her family. She can't go to Yemen with a huge entourage, right? I, I so, will. I mean, seriously. Well, I
0: will say this, and this applies to Feinstein or Pelosi. If they go to Yemen and stay, that is worth one hundred and ten thousand dollars <laughs> for me. I'm, <laughs> so you mean I'm good with not that. Not
1: come back. Yes, right? don't just, come back. Just come <laughs> stay. I,
0: then we we can just. Write that liquor bill off.
1: Right, right. No As a, problem. As a farewell party. Yeah. You're I'll bon voyage. You,
0: I'll buy you an extra <laughs> bottle of whiskey myself. <laughs> and you just stay there.
1: Yeah. Don't come back. So, uh, article two, right? So, when you ask the question, is this constitutional, what does the Constitution say? The first place you go is the Constitution. So, the next question that I get a lot is... Um, what about the State of the Union address? So you have Nancy Pelosi trying to block the State of the Union, trying to refuse Donald Trump the State of the Union by telling Donald Trump he has to have permission to come into the House oh and boy. she's not going to give him permission. How petty oh, is this a are response these? to the plane? I. I Probably. I don't know. You. I don't remember which one came first, yeah. but it doesn't matter because <laughs> these guys, I mean, it's all show anyway. It doesn't I can't matter. Use
0: your, yours, you're playing. You can't, you can't use my, my dais to give a speech.
1: So the question is, can <laughs> Nancy Pelosi stop the state of the union address? Right? So once again, I think what we're doing is asking the wrong question, JC, because we first need to figure out, because this is, this is the president. Mm-hmm. What is the constitutional authority, duty, however you want to say that, regarding the State of the Union? Mm. Is a State of the Union a constitutional thing, right? Because if it's a constitutional thing, then Nancy Pelosi can't do anything to stop it. Right. It's got to happen because it's a constitutional thing. Well, lo and behold, Chris Ann has her cell phone, and we're going to look at Article 2, II, Section 3. Remember, Article 2 is the president. Okay. He shall, the president, from time to time, give the Congress information of the State of the Union and recommend to their consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient.
0: So there you go. It's a constitutional function then. It is a
1: constitutional function. But let me mention to you, there's nothing in Article 2 that designates that as a formality of an act. So he doesn't have to be in the House of Representatives to deliver the State of the Union Address, right? The purpose of the State of the Union Address, uh, and, and this is something else I wanted to talk about because people are like, you know, he's got to be able to tell the people what's going on. Now, let me repeat this, okay? The president, he shall from time to time give to the Congress Congress, information of the State of the Union and recommend to their consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. The purpose of the State of the... first thing I want us to recognize here is the purpose of the State of the Union address is not a communication to the people. Right. It is not. The purpose of the State of the Union address is not a communication to the people because remember, the President of the United States is is not a representative of the people. Right. He is not a representative of the people. The President of the United States is a representative of the states in foreign affairs. So didn't
0: FDR flip that? Like he made it about speaking to the people?
1: Exactly, exactly. So what was that, the fireside, fireside chat. So the first fireside chat was uh, Sunday. I think it was Sunday... Sunday, March 12th, 1933. Oh, there I see it now. Yeah, we have it it up on our YouTube channel. On Sunday, March 12th, 1933, we have FDR's Fireside Chat. So remember, the two Roosevelts, whether they're separated in time, they've coordinated their effort here. So Teddy Roosevelt started the. Uh, stewardship doctrine that the president of the United States is the caretaker of the people and of everything, right? And then as an, I believe, as an expansion and a reaffirmation of that stewardship doctrine, FDR, then says, I'm going to address the people. And the whole purpose of the very first fireside chat, according to those who talk about this history, is to relieve the people's fears about the banking crisis. Sure. Right. Well, what's the president got to do with the banking crisis? Right. Right. And and again, these are just expansions of power by tradition, but not by constitution and law.
0: Well, FDR was good at that. Let me uh, let's go back to so the State of the Union in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So he's supposed to inform Congress. Well, Congress. So that's, that's that's both bodies
1: the house and the senate a-
0: as a whole so congress yes. as a whole right so then that would imply in that you know a what do you call that when both houses get together so session a, they're in session right her. so uh, a joint joint, joint se- session, session uh-huh. right uh and this his duty to do it so that implies they assemble he speaks to them so by by that by
1: well actually implication, it, w- w-
0: there's no there, there's no stated authority that then the Speaker of the House no, because, has control over this because process.
1: it doesn't imply in a joint assembly right okay? so because you, Jefferson refused to do the joint assembly he gave so a he statement. could do it,
0: but he, so he could do it separately
1: no. Well, he could do it separately; he could do the State of the Union to the Senate, but my point it. is Jefferson didn 't even stand up. He issued it in writing because he felt like standing before the House of the Congress he called it monarch- uh, monarchical, so he wasn 't going to be the king over the House and the Senate so he didn't even he didn 't even do it that way so there's no, like I said, there is no implication in the Sen- in the Constitution that this is a formal affair of any t- any way, shape or form. So an address can be something that is written in writing. It doesn't have to be a physical presence of the president before this body.
0: But it just shows her petty.
1: Oh, it, well, of course it shows action. her a petty action. And here's my suggestion to Donald Trump. If he wants to actually do a physical present address, if the House won't let him, then he go stands before the Senate and gives it. There's no way the media is not going to be there and publicize that. Mm -hmm. Right, And I think that would just simply highlight the pettiness of Nancy Pelosi if he's like, look, Article 2, Section 3 says that from time to time I'm to give an address to Congress to give the State of the Union and to offer my suggestions to the House and the Senate from the things that I see from the executive branch. Right? We need this kind of funding for the executive branch. We need these kind of programs for the executive branch. We need this kind of... Of cooperation from the House and the Senate. These are the kind of treaties we need. Here's the foreign policies that I see coming in the future. Here's, you know, here's Kim in in North Korea. Here's Putin in, in in Russia. You know, I think
0: oh. President Trump could do it in such a way that embarrasses her, and makes her look like a fool.
1: Well, but I think the fact just standing before the Senate without the House would be yeah, I mean, embarrassing. I
0: mean, on top of that, right, I mean, so he, I know he's the kind of guy he could do it in such a way has to make her look like an idiot. So
1: I don't know if, if Trump's advisors or or anybody actually listens to us, but here is my advice, okay? My advice to you is this. If Nancy Pelosi will not permit Donald Trump to address the House in the State of the Union address then Donald Trump should as- should stand before the Senate, deliver his State of the Union address, and start off by reading artic- the first f- part of Article yeah, 2, Section 3 good, of the Constitution.
0: That's a good suggestion.
1: So I would say, uh, you know, and to I Donald would add, Trump. I he- would add
0: this. Trump, go ahead and be Trump and make her look like the petty...
1: Yeah, well no he can he should do it is. artfully. He's he's an artful negotiator. He can do that. So D- Donald Trump, you know, should stand up and say as president of the United States and he should say this very literally. As president of the United States, Article 2, Section 3 requires
0: directs the following.
1: R- requires that I I uh, that I give my advice and the state of the union from time to time. This is the time in which I have chosen to do this, and I'm going to read to you this portion of Article, Section, Clause, or Article Two, Section Three, so you understand my authority. He should have it authority. on a screen
0: behind him. Yeah, big, big right. Giant you have
1: PowerPoint. You know, out. do a do a whole uh, Ross Perot yeah. thing going on, right? And then read that and say. And I would simply say. As Donald Trump, uh, for whatever reason, Ms. Pelosi has decided that she does not want to participate in this constitutionally mandated function. Yeah. And so because say, I don't have the choice to choose whether to address or not, I'm going to go forward with my duty right. under the Constitution. She is going to be negligent to the Constitution, and so we will address the Senate alone.
0: I will say, he should say, I, I've said before that she loved America. But apparently she doesn't love this portion of the Constitution.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> but lots I of do. things. There are lots of things that can be said and can be done. But remember, the authority <laughs> is the Constitution. And so uh, the question is, can Donald, uh, can Nancy Pelosi prevent Donald Trump from addressing, uh, g- delivering the State of the Union address? No. So the answer to that question is no. She cannot prevent it. Number two, I mean, even in this day and age, Donald Trump wouldn't even have to even stand before the bodies. He could call a press conference from the Oval Office. Look, uh, um, Roosevelt, FDR, did it from a fireside chat. I mean, what, why do you have to do this in the House of Representatives? Well, the answer is you don't have to. So the answer to our first question is no, Nancy Pelosi cannot stop the president from giving the State of the Union address. The Chris Head Hall Show. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, our last segment of the Chris Ann Hall Show. Glad, so glad to have you guys with us. Remember, we're going to be in uh, Florida at the end of this week on Friday and on Tuesday as well. On Friday, we'll be in Cape Coral, Florida and on tuesday we will be in bradenton florida so if you're in the florida area and you want to come and listen to and learn about the constitution then you go to chrisannhall.com go to our calendar and find the details there at cape coral florida and at uh, bradenton florida yeah
0: i wanted to ask this about the messaging i would the thing about the state of the union i ought to flip that See, and this is what the republicans don't do well what they should do every time. Flip it back on her. I would, I would say, um, Nancy Pelosi. You know, after you do what you, you say, right. point Read out Article the Constitution. Two, three, right. I'm on the basis of the Constitution. Then I would say Nancy Pelosi has chosen for the House not to participate in our constitutional process. So perhaps, once perhaps yeah. once the House whoop, whoop. decides to to join the rest of our government. Uh, to rejoin the rest of our government and participate mm-hmm. in our constitutional republic, then perhaps we could uh have this have the honor uh of, of addressing the house you know on mm-hmm. on the floor there yeah, i I'll well, turn it back I, on them well, and saying I say they're the one because they always make it like they, she's trying to
1: mm-hmm. make
0: him look like the bad guy. you're the one that's coming up you know running counter to the Constitution. Well,
1: I would take that one step further, and since we know it's going out to the American people, I would say. To, and, and to you, the American people, Nancy Pelosi has decided that your representative in the House of Representatives is not to participate in this State yeah, of the Union address. Exactly. This, uh, And I would go on, I would go forward to saying, you know what, how is that, ar- is that how you want your representative to represent you? Mm-hmm. Do you want Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, right? Do you want Nancy Pelosi to dictate how your representative should act? And here's the thing, Donald Trump should go ahead and give the state of the union address in front of the Senate and then everybody who disagrees with Nancy Pelosi from the House of Representatives should be sitting in there too. Yeah. Right? So move the location. That's all I got to say. There's nothing in Article 2, Section Isolate 3. Her. Yeah, exactly. There is nothing in Article 2, Section 3 that dictates the location or the mechanism of, excuse me, or the mechanism of the address. Nothing whatsoever. It just says the president from time to time will give this advice to give his suggestions. It's
0: good. I and, like it. And that's that's what, good information. Yeah,
1: yeah, right? I think that's great information. It, it helps break down the political game and it helps not only as as Thomas Paine said the crisis mm-hmm. helps identify who the hypocrites are. Yeah. I mean seriously, how how ridiculous is this? I don't know about anybody else, but I think it's ridiculous that our congressmen are able to schedule flights on Air Force 1 to begin with. I I don't I don't think that's that's appropriate anyway. Because here's the argument. Well, it's the federal government's plane and it's, it's got to be cheaper to fly what we own than to fly something else. Um, no, hmm. it's not. I've talked to pilots. We've talked about scheduling flights. It is not cheaper to fly your own plane because of the cost of fuel. And think about, like I said, all of the people that are going there. Nancy Pelosi could travel Right, Donald Trump told her to fly commercial. She could fly commercial, but she could charter a plane for less than it would cost True. to fly Air Force run, One. That thing is stinking huge. So anyway,
0: it's out of my wheelhouse.
1: Out of your wheelhouse. Well, I happen to know a little bit about of it because we, you know, I talked to Rob who's a friend who's a pilot, and we've talked about this a lot. We've, I've actually researched chartering flights because there are some places that we can't fly to that want us to come and stuff. So it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. So what do we take away today? Nancy Pelosi cannot stop the State of the Union address. Even if Nancy Pelosi can assert the authority that she can prevent Donald Trump from entering into the House floor, okay? Okay. She cannot stop. Which I think is questionable. Which I think is questionable because, once again, that's Nancy Pelosi, the queen, which is denying representation to every other representative in the House of Representatives. Exactly. Right? So Donald Trump should go ahead without her, address the Senate, quote the Constitution, call her out, and every representative that doesn't agree with Nancy Pelosi should meet in the same place that Trump is giving his speech. So there you go, our Article 2 class today. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We will see you tomorrow.